This is Jason Holleran. I proudly served for 33 years, culminating as the Deputy Commandant at West Point. Put this on your calendar. World War II weekend inside Old Bethpage Village Restoration on Long Island. Scores of operational vintage armor in formation May 18th and 19th. Nassau County Executive Bruce Blakeman invites you to join him in saluting America's greatest generation and all those who have worn the uniform in defense of our freedoms. That's May 18th and 19th, presented by the Museum of American Armor. My next guest is the National Vice President of the Fraternal Order of Police. Join me in welcoming Joe Camaldi to the Judge Jeanine Pirro Tunnel to Towers Foundation Sunday morning show. Now, let me tell you a little bit about Joe. Joe is the National Vice President of the Fraternal Order of Police. Uh, he is from New York, guys. Uh, he graduated uh, from the University of Hartford with a degree in criminal justice. And he worked for the NYPD as a police officer for several years and then transferred to Houston where he is an active sergeant at the Houston uh, Police Department. He also has a master's degree uh, in Homeland Security and is the national vice president for Turner Order Police. Bottom line, the guy knows what he's talking about. Now, uh, Joe, thanks so much for being with us this Sunday morning. Now, Joe, I just ended a, a conversation with Don Samuels, who was a fabulous individual who lived in Minneapolis, who understood that there were police, uh, uh, anti-police uh, antagonizers who use George Floyd's murder as a way to come in and literally cause the city council to defund the police, which he felt hurt his community. So he ended up suing the police department and he won. So now they have to refund the police. I mean, have you seen many people like this across the country in this crazy defund the police movement? Well, Jeff, thank you so much for having me on. And, and what a hero, right? He was willing to stand up for his community, and he was willing to go against the woke mob that was attempting to destroy his community. Because essentially what he did was he identified that these were opportunists who were coming into his community and attempting to take advantage of a situation. Because make no mistake, there's big money in this. There's lawyers and activists who are making a very good career out of making police the bad guy and trying to tear down our communities. But what you're seeing is an interesting trend now. You're starting to see politicians in Seattle, Minneapolis, uh, in Washington, D.C. All of a sudden, they feel the political wind shifting, and now we want to fund the police, and we want to make sure that we're staffed. So I just want to know, though, where was this energy over the last 20 months when our cities have just been submerged in one of the worst violent crime epidemics that we've seen in two decades. I mean, we had over 20,000 homicides in 2020, which we haven't seen since the mid-90s. And right. in 2021, we're actually outpacing that number. So, so what changed? You know, why the sudden change of pace? Because they're looking at the polling numbers. A That's recent right. poll from the Washington Post said that the most Americans that they have seen in over 20 years across all demographics believe that violent crime is a major problem in this country. In Detroit, a recent survey said that 90% of residents want more police officers in their neighborhoods. So, so get this, when suddenly when it's politically beneficial, they want to uh, attempt to protect the communities that were so desperately calling out for help as this violent increase. But well, you know, ask yourself, how many fathers, mothers, sons and daughters were sacrificed on the altar of the woke anti-police movement. It's truly disgusting. Well, you know, I obviously uh, you make perfect sense. But the thing about Don Samuels was that he lived in the inner city and he was someone who started marching the next day. And he said, we got this vibe right away 
that there were other people who didn't really care about George Floyd. They cared about hating the police. He said, and we actually left. And it was, it's, it's amazing that, you know, we see in the inner cities, especially in New York City, street, we used to call it street crime when I was prosecuting, the anti-crime unit. The people in the inner city are the ones who need police the most. The black and minority communities are the ones most affected. And if anybody sat and thought about this for a while, they'd realize that the people who are taking the police away from them are the people who are injuring them, are the people who are harming them. So now what we've got is we've got these woke politicians who I'm, I'm, I'm disgusted with them who say now we're going to refund the police like this nut job. Now I'm going to tell you Jenny Durkin the mayor from uh, was it uh, Portland the summer of love. Now now she's all into we've got to refund the police. Now jo, uh, Joe you and I both know she was a United States attorney and assistant of course she was an assistant U.S. attorney. She knew defunding the police what it meant but she she sold out law enforcement for her political narrative. And the same with Muriel Bowser. She sold out her people for a political narrative. And now they're trying to make up points. Do you think the American people will buy it? You know, it's funny. It's almost as if they assume the American people are stupid. But you know what? They're not. And, and they assume that the people that live in these communities are stupid, too, by telling them, trust us. Less police officers in your neighborhood is a good thing for you. But you know what? If you look at all the polling numbers, Americans are smart. If you look at New York uh, during the election for the uh, for the mayor's race, black and brown communities, less than 15 percent wanted to defund the police. But we certainly have a lot of woke white liberals who don't live in these neighborhoods, who never visit these neighborhoods, who are all the more happy to defund the police because it's not going to affect them. I mean, look, just look at some of these politicians who vote to defund the police, but at the same time, they're spending hundreds of yep. thousands of dollars for private security. So it's, it's disgusting. You know, protection for me, but not for this. Well, and, and Joe Gamaldi is, uh, you're listening to the National uh, uh, Vice President Fraternal Order of Police. You know, it is, you know, it's to me, it's not just about race, it's about class. So when you've got fools like uh, the, the governor in California, uh, you know, who, who goes to uh, the French laundry, Gavin Newsom, and tells everyone else to stay home, you know, and then you've got a, a governor in Oregon, you know, who says, call the cops on your neighbor if more than six people come for Thanksgiving dinner. You know, you say to yourself, this is about class. They feel that they are the better class and that they can tell all of us what to do because they're in power. But what they don't realize, Joe, is something that I realized when I was an elected DA, I was an elected judge. That power is rented. You only hold that position while you're in it. And they should, they should never forget that. These people who think they're, they're selling out the public for themselves, they've done it far too often. And now in Congress, we've got a lower number of, uh, of, of Congress people, Democrats. We've got a new congressperson now, a Republican, so the margin is even more narrow for Nancy Pelosi. I think that people are going to come out in 2022 and say we've had enough of this nonsense and it's all going to be about crime. What say you, Joe Gamaldi? Well, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, if you just looked at the election just a year ago, Representative Clyburn came out, came out afterwards and said this defunding the police is a complete loser for us. 
No one actually believes that defunding the police is going to help these communities that are just besieged by crime right now. I mean, in Atlanta, murders are up 52%, Chicago, 49%, LA, 48%, Philly, 71%, and Portland, 135%. But you're somehow going to try to convince the public there that less police officers in your neighborhood is a good thing. So I think what you're saying is the Democrats are going to make a concerted effort. And I mean, you even saw it just the other day. You had the press secretary, Jen Psaki, trying to gaslight the entire American public and convince them that it was Republicans trying to defund the police. And the same day that she said it, the Oakland City Council, which was Democrat controlled, defunded their police by $17 million when their murders were up 91%. So they're not fooling everyone. They're not fooling anyone. And I think if they don't want to lose both their majority in the House, and their very slim majority that they have in the Senate, they, they better get tough on crime because that's the only way we're going to turn this thing around. Well, you know, I don't know if they can get tough on crime. And you know what? Let's assume, let's assume, Joe, that they get tough on crime, the people in Congress. So they say, okay, we're going to refund. We're going to take care of the police. The two things come to mind. Number one, you are, you know, you're just doing this for the moment, for the, for the vote. You don't believe it. You'd rather go along with the Marxist socialist narrative. Okay. And number two, you have so destroyed the heart and soul of law enforcement in this nation. You have so defeated and demoralized police officers across this nation. You have so put a target on their backs that that, that, that's not coming back for another generation. You, the, the pigs in power. I'm disgusted with the politicians who think that police are nothing more than racist serial murderers. It's it's an outrage. I mean, you're absolutely right. You hit the nail on the head, Judge. I mean, they've demonized us for for nearly 10 years now, continuing to attack us at every avenue. And, And what the really, truly sad part is, and we've talked about this before, Judge, we can turn this around. Police officers delivered historic crime reductions in the last 20 years prior to this huge crime strike. And we can do it again. But we need to restore the rule of law. We need to vehemently prosecute violent criminals. We need to embrace broken windows theory. And we can take our communities back. But we're going to need support from our community. We're going to need support from elected officials, which means no more calling us murderous pigs every time there's a shooting. No more represent, uh, you know, misrepresenting us as, as racists who are just out here with no statistical background. Uh, it's unbelievable. Stuff. It's unbelievable. The entire argument is emotion only with no facts. Well, you know, I'll tell you, one of the things, Joe, that infuriated me, Joe Gamaldi with the Fraternal Order of Police, is a woman was pulled over by a police officer. Uh, apparently, I don't know if she was speeding or she was didn't have a seatbelt on or um, I, no, that wasn't it. She was swerving. She said, you just pulled me over because, you know, the color of my skin and you're racist. What are you going to do? Murder me now? And, you know, she went on so long. I said to myself, I'm so impressed. You know, who I'm impressed with the cop who pulled her over. He said, no, ma'am, show me your license. You just want to see my license because you hate me. He said, no, I need to see your license. I mean, you know, police, they don't get enough credit for diffusing situations and for, uh, you know, the, the, lowering the temperature in so many situations that we never hear about. It's a, that That's really something that people don't talk about, Joe. Well, I tell you, you know, 800,000 brave men and women go out on the streets every single day. They put their lives on the line. And in some cases, Judge, we're the only ones that are caring about the communities that we're going to. You know, the politicians, a lot of them, they don't visit these communities. 
They're not there holding the, the hands of the victims of these violent wow. crimes that we see. They're not telling the 10-year-old daughter, hey, your father's not coming home today because he was murdered. So if you want to get some skin in the game, why don't you come out there and do a ride along with one of us and see just the impact that your policies are having on these folks and the, the vitriol and abuse that our young officers take because they're new to the game and – you should just see the abuse that they take, and they take it every single day, but they, do, they still do their job with honor and integrity because they care about these communities, and we want to make a difference. But here's the rub. If you keep treating us like crap, no one's going to want to take this job anymore. And That's the only right. people who are going to take it are the people that you don't want to be police officers. Oh, you are so right, Joe Gamaldi. You are so right. You know, that I mean, there was a time. Look, I used to I used to uh, uh, lecture to the rookie school when I was an assistant DA. And then as a DA, I would go in and congratulate them. I, I, could, I don't know how many rookie schools. They were proud. Their family was proud. It was one of the happiest days. I mean, you know, they got their badge. They got their gun. They got... You know, they got the uniform. It was a proud day. God bless them. And nobody knows on that day when those young people are, 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 uh, inducted. Uh, what, what is the term? I, yeah, I've even forgotten the term. When they're sworn in. When they're, sw- <laughs> yeah, when they're, hello, sworn in, inducted, same thing, I guess. When they're inducted, nobody knows the hell that they're going to go through. Nobody knows what's going to happen to them in the quiet of the night when, you know, there's a three year old hanging on their leg because mommy's dead and daddy's going to jail you know when when the uh when the mother is is beating a a sibling to death i mean you i've been in it for 32 years i've seen it all as as i'm sure you have nobody knows the hell that cops go through just the pain that they witness day in and day out they're not even involved in it they're simply involved in 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 observing it taking down the facts and doing what they have to do and they they are trying to alleviate the pain from so many victims crime victims and their families it's disgusting i'm 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 outraged at what's happening let's talk let's talk uh, one more question going forward uh in the elections in in 2022 i mean neither of us have a crystal ball uh but at the same time do you think the biden administration has been supportive forget about these woke uh you know mayors and governors what about the president what do you think that administration has been doing you know, I, I think that you're going to see them continue to try to be more and more supportive of law enforcement because they're seeing the writing on the wall. They're yeah. seeing the polling numbers. And, and as I mentioned earlier, you saw the press secretary quickly trying to say, well, it's, uh, it's not us defunding the police, it's the Republicans, which I don't think actually anybody really believes. Yeah. Uh, but I think you're going to see them taking a more pro-law enforcement tone. But, but, but here's the thing, and, and which I can't just wrap my mind around is, Public safety should not be a partisan issue. It's not left. It's not right. We can all come together and just say, let's support our police officers because their solution to this crime problem, because as I said earlier, we were the ones that delivered historic crime reductions before. So let's all support our police officers. And another thing, too. The next time that there is some sort of viral incident that gets on that gets on social media where you saw about a five second clip of what happened. Yeah, really, there's a whole giant picture to it. Here's an idea. Why don't we all just pump the brakes like adults and wait for the facts before you step out there and you stir the pot and you cause a riot in some city that isn't even justified? I agree. I agree. Slow it down a little. Well, some people, you know, uh, sometimes, you know, John DiUlio talked about uh, uh, 
defining deviancy down, which was, you know, part of the concept of the broken windows theory. And, you know, I call it the dumbing down of the electorate. You know, give me two seconds worth and I'll march in the streets in a second. Anyway, Joe Gamaldi, I want to thank you for all the work that you do. We love having you on. I also love having you on my show on Fox. Thanks so much for being with you and God bless you for all the work you do. Take care. Judge, thank you so much for having me on. Pleasure. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.